This episode is about time integrity. We're going to talk about how you use your time, but also how some decisions that you make about your time may actually slow down people on your team. So this is going to be a short one, but I hope a very, very actionable and insightful one for you. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to episode 149 on the topic of time integrity. I've been meaning to record an episode on this for a while, and I'm always looking for sort of themes and trends that come out of conversations with coaching clients. But more specifically, this topic came up through my own personal reflection. You know, when it comes to the use of time and having integrity with time, and actually, let me quickly open up a parenthesis here to define what I mean with integrity. So when we look up the word integrity or its definition, then that's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral being sort of like the right or wrong, what's right and what's wrong. So being honest with our time and knowing the right and the wrong uh, or setting principles for right and wrong is what we mean with integrity. And the topic of time integrity, so parenthesis closed, is relevant not just in the workplace, but also in our personal lives. So I'm pretty good with being disciplined and planned and uh, conscious of how I allocate my time when it comes to work. But I've recently noticed how I have a few friends that you know invite me over to their house. Uh, there's maybe a party or a get together, a group of friends. And there's one friend that I consistently been showing up to her events late. And it happened about three times in a row. And I start to think, well, three times makes a pattern. Two times, maybe you start to make a pattern. Three times is definitely a clear line. And I'm building a reputation of being the friend who's late. And I did not like that. It felt like, wow, I'm so out of my own integrity with, you know, showing up late to events and, um, you know, her wondering where I'm at, her checking in with me, me not planning my days. It's usually the weekends, not being you know, disciplined enough or planned enough, responsive enough to be show and show up on time and respect the invitation to her house and respect her time. And anyway, so I was doing some self-reflection of why am I so good when it comes to work? And then why am I not so good in this particular relationship? And I wanted to talk about time integrity because of that and through this own reflection, because one of the things that I notice now, focus a little bit more on, on work, which is what this podcast is about, is that when we say we're going to do something and then we don't do it, we're not honoring our own word, right? So we're saying we're going to do something, but then we're not going to do it. As a result, we're not reliable. And as a result of not being reliable, we're eroding trust. And 
when we have an other person who is waiting for us, let's say we have a meeting or someone else who is giving us a deadline and they're waiting and we know that they're waiting, we're more likely to actually show up. Although I'll get to that point of being late in a moment here too, but let's assume that we're just sticking with our own trust and our own integrity because self-leadership always comes first. So if I say I'm going to do something and I'm not going to do this, I'm out of integrity with myself and with my own word. Let's assume that I'll say today between eight o'clock and nine o'clock, I will put in some focus work on project A. And then I sit down at my desk and I think, you know what? I haven't checked social media yet. Or instead of working on this project, let me see what's waiting for me in my inbox and I'll hop on over on Slack or in my emails and I'll start typing away and I kind of feel productive, but I'm not doing what I said I was going to do, right? It is very similar to how I would stood up a friend, how I would tell a friend, let's go for lunch. I'll meet you there at 12 and then just not show up. That friendship, the trust in that friendship, the sense of reliability would diminish when you don't show up for your own appointments or meetings, like working on a project, internally, the message you're sending to yourself is don't take Ramona so seriously. Whatever Ramona says isn't necessarily to be honored. And over time, just like a friendship, the trust in the friendship would diminish. The trust that we have within ourselves the sense of self-discipline that we have erodes when we aren't acting with integrity when it comes to our own time and our own commitments. And I think this is really important to consider. So first, let's start with yourself. When you're thinking about how you allocate your time, how you spend your time throughout the day, through the workday, ask yourself this question, how much integrity you actually have to follow through with the commitments that you make. And then if you're not on a scale from one to 10, with one being not at all, and 10 being actually a very high level of integrity, and you're falling somewhere in between, think about what it would take to just move up a notch. Maybe from you're at a six, how do you get to an eight? You're at a four, how do you get to a six? What are small changes that you can make to increase your own integrity with your commitments and honoring your time and your priorities uh, based on what you've decided ahead of time? Now, this also means that sometimes when we need flexibility, like on a weekend where maybe I don't want to go out somewhere or do an event, maybe I shouldn't commit to going. So when we start to build this sense of like integrity and reliability with ourselves, we start to become really careful with the commitments that we make. If I tell a friend I'm going to be there, I actually think to myself, I'm 100% going to be there. Not I might, I may not, because then I'm not going to say I'm going to be there. I start to honor my own word a lot more and that builds reliability and that builds trust. And as an IC, do what you want, but as a leader, no, not true. But as a leader, this becomes increasingly important because you're trying to influence and inspire and support your people. And when you're not leading yourself well and you're not in integrity with the way that you use your time, it is so much harder to do. So the bar is being raised for you as a leader. It's a, it's a responsibility as much as it is a privilege. Now, with that comes something else. This is based on, uh, you know, a principle from Stoicism or a teaching, a lesson from Stoicism. We want to be 
disciplined with ourselves and we want to be a little bit more relaxed and understanding and compassionate with others. So set a high bar for yourself, high expectations of what integrity looks like for you. And if others aren't following through, I'm not talking about things that fall into the performance management aspect, but if others aren't that strict with their time, if others aren't having the same sense of integrity, be more accepting of that. Be more accepting of that. So focus on yourself, on your own self-leadership. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. Now, the second part is how you engage with other people. And this is what I said in the introduction of how your time integrity might actually negatively affect other people on your team. So here are a few things. I took some notes here on recent examples of how this may show up. A very common one is when you as the leader are running late to a team meeting and you're not letting your team know that you're running late and not giving them a heads up because gosh knows, I know that not everything is scheduled and super planned and always on time uh, when we're at work and it's stressful or it's very intense. But when you're late, let them know that you're late and let them know what they should start with if you are a critical part of that meeting. So maybe there's a specific topic on the agenda that you don't need to be part of. Tell them, I'm going to be late. Please start with topic F, right? So running late and not communicating and telling them what they should do. Now, some teams already know what they would do and they would just start the meeting and, and you wouldn't be necessarily missing in that meeting. In that case, great, that's established. But if that's not the case, and then they're just sitting there chit-chatting or feeling unsure what they should and shouldn't talk about because you're not present, they don't even know when you're coming or if you're coming at all, that is a complete waste of your team member's time. Another one is meetings running over. And I hear this often. When meetings run over it's like signaling that we're not respecting the other person's time unless if they were not respecting the our own time and an hour you know schedule and plan that we made ahead of time but also not the other person's we're so carefree with it and we always say time is our most valuable resource that it's it's finite and therefore for many of us a really meaningful resource 
And running over meetings without communicating can completely sidetrack your team members. Now, this is one of the things that I also still work on, but checking in with people and saying like, hey, we got five more minutes. Can you run over it? I'd like to, can we extend this meeting by five more minutes or 10 more meetings? Or do you have a hard stop? Sometimes you want to check in at the beginning, then be really clear, set up reminders to tell you when you're about to end that time slot. Of, that's a lot of for the meeting and when it would go or just checking in with people if they are free to go over time and letting your team members know that it's okay to say no. If they have other things that are urgent, just because you're the boss doesn't mean that they need to shift everything they have and then work late. You can say like, if you have other things that need to get out the door, other priorities, we can postpone that until next week. If you're done with the work for today, or if you have some buffer built in, uh, I would love to continue for another 10 minutes. But make that really explicit. It may be obvious to you, may not be obvious to everyone else on the team. Rescheduling frequently, especially one-on-ones, is another one that can sort of sidetrack your team members, especially if there's an agenda or they plan for something. So they may think, oh, I'm going to have a one-on-one with my boss on Wednesday. So this big question that I have about how to proceed with this project, I'm going to save it for our one-on-one. Then an hour before the one-on-one, you cancel it. So just with that, two days were lost because they could have pinged you with the question on Monday. But they thought they thought they're going to value your time and instead ask you in the one on one. Now it got rescheduled or canceled and they're out there, you know, with no answer and you not being available. Be mindful of this frequent pings when you ask them for updates or for information on a regular basis, even though it would be accessible in some kind of tool or document or or it's captured somewhere else that you could look up that may distract them throughout the day. I've had this situation where someone said to me, you know, my boss asked me why this is this work project is taking so long. And I didn't know what to say because the reason why it takes so long is because they keep pinging me all day and asking me for certain things. And it's so distracting. I can never really get into like have this focused time to work on this project. It's always these little questions or these little changes to the plan and I get sidetracked. And so being mindful with how often you check in and which channel that you use to check in and communicating how quickly you are expecting a response time is very important. And that all shows your own integrity with your time, but also your integrity with their time and valuing and respecting their time and their efforts to be productive, well-planned, have you know time management practices and tactics in place. So that's the key message that I wanted to share with you in this episode here today. Now, there are two specific questions that I encourage you to self-reflect on, think about, or if you are willing to actually have a conversation with each team member in one of your next one-on-ones. The first question for yourself is, how are you spending your time and is how you spending time in alignment with your key priorities? The same question to your team members. How are they spending their time? And is that in alignment with their priorities? So that's question number one, one for you to think about, one to pass on to your team members. And the second question to ask your team members is, what do I do that slows you down and I might not be aware of? 
And you might be surprised what comes up. Oftentimes we do things we mean well, we think it's engaging, we're collaborating, or it's not a big deal. But actually other people have very different work styles and work preferences and communication preferences. And what seems so easy and natural for us may actually be a big distraction or an inconvenience to someone else or even energy draining to someone else. So consider that. And then of course, as we've talked about here, evaluate your own time integrity. Are you sticking to the times that were allotted? Are you showing up for your own meetings or appointments with yourself? Are you following through on your own commitments and honoring your word? And if something comes up here as I was talking of, oh yeah, I do this and I see how this may impact other people or my reputation as being reliable and, and having strong self-leadership, Don't try to change it all tomorrow. Just look at one specific thing and try to focus on that one thing for a few weeks and see how you make progress. Then, you know, look, reflect back and maybe pick something else. This is behavioral change and behavioral change takes a while. And we want to start small so that we're actually being successful. So I hope that sparked some thoughts and ideas for you and was insightful. I will be back with another episode of the Manager Track podcast next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident Incompetent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.